What's up? You ready? All right. See, some of you, you're brand new. You're like, ready for what? What's going to happen? Well, we're going to have fun together. So I, so I hope that you'll, you'll lean in this whole time. If you're a note taker, you should figure out, get something out, take notes. If you're not, just try to remember some of this. We as a church gather like this. So, and we do so to open up and, and see what God's taught through his Bible. So if you're brand new to church, though, and you're like, I don't know what to do. What are we going to have to do? Or, and, and if you've ever been like that where you're anxious, you're like, what are they going to ask me to do? Are they going to make me raise my hand and stand up and say I'm new? No, no, no. But, but I do want you to listen. So if you'll listen, I think we'll all benefit from this. It's still, we're in this first month, this new year. Hopefully it hasn't gone too bad for you yet. Some of you already given up. You're like, 2018, when you getting here? Uh, but I, I hope this helps. And so we're going to have a conversation for a while where we're going to talk about the stuff that's in our lives. And I'm talking about money and belongings and opportunities. Because here's what I think most of us want. To live a life that has impact, has, has significance. So we're going to talk about how that plays out. So all locations are doing this. If you're brand new, you don't know. Like, all location. We, have, we have a location at a prison. What's up, fellas at RCMU? Hello, East. Hello, West. We're going to start off with the one that I like the least, okay? Because I had to do this first. So here you go. Less is more. Now, I know some of you are like, <clears throat> no, no, more is more. And you're like, that's, yeah. And I know that for most of us, the, the marketing will tell you more is more. Like, if they offer you one, you're like, but I can have two, right? And if you want to know why buffets exist and work well, not the less is more principle. Less is more is a tough, tough life lesson. If you haven't learned it yet, and you might be deflecting it, you're like, I don't like this. But I was taught this. Someone told it to me one time, long time ago. Less is more. I'm like, that sounds neat, but I don't want to mess with that right now. And marketing will tell you, hey, if you buy this, you can get more at cheaper prices. I've never had any of my kids say, hey, hey, dad, I only, I only want one cookie. I don't want the rest of those right there on, on top of the counter. Most of our kids have been like, how many can I have? And they're thinking in the context of like, what's the most? Most of us, that's how you order your food. You're looking at me like you don't do that. <laughs> most of us like, what gives me the most amount of food? Or you look at opportunities, like what can I buy the most of? Some of you are like, yeah, I, anyways, so here's the deal. We got to press into less is more, and it's going to hurt. And I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> but if you want your life to have impact, if you want to have like where you go to bed at night, and you're like, you know what? This is a good day. I had good conversations. I did what I was supposed to do today. Then you have to be willing to have the less is more conversation. Now, I did have to learn this the hard way. I'll give you one example. A long time ago, I was visiting some family in Kansas City. My sister, brother-in-law, and their kids were there. Katie and, and our kids were out visiting her family. And so I was just there and like, hey, would you like to go with us? We're going to go get some cupcakes. And I said, why do you even have to ask? Let's go. That's, you want me to drive? I'll drive. And so we went, and this is a long time ago, where, where the idea of going someplace to buy cupcakes was not normal. Typically, cupcakes were, were reserved for birthday parties or, or weddings. That's when you had them. 
You didn't just go by them. And so we went to this place. And when you walked in, tons of cupcakes. Now, I know many of you, you frequent places like this where you can go to a place that will give you, well, you can fill up as many as you want, by the way. But, but they'll go and, they'll, and, you, and you, there's this array of cupcakes. Now, I was not a professional cupcake buyer. I didn't know how to do this. And I know that by experience, one cupcake, which is not enough. And so the, the lady said, what, what would you like? And I was all of it. Like, <laughs> if you're asking. And, and, and she's like, you got you to pick. And I'm sitting there going, like, how many is socially unacceptable. Like, is that, where's the line on this? And so I said, well, okay, okay, I know I want, so, so I'll, I'll show you. I saw one that was standard. I've never done this before, okay? So I saw one that, that, that was chocolatey. Now, I know you've been around before, and, and you know that one of our values as a church is to be irrationally generous. Do not think that that applies to cupcakes. I'm sorry. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, he's going to give. No, I'm not going to give it away. Just, just wait. Some of you are like, no, no. This is mine. So, so I said, I'll take the chocolate one. I want the chocolate one. Easy, right? And she looked at me, and I was like, should I get another? And, and so I asked her what other ones were, and she mentioned something that I think proves the existence of God. Red velvet cupcakes. Do you just need a second? Mm -hmm. There were angels singing in the background. And I said, you have what in a cupcake? Red velvet cake? And I looked around, and and that's when I got embarrassed. I was like, oh, I'll just take that one, and I'll save it. Yeah, Whatever. So we, we, you've never been to this place, so you, you, you get in, and, and we sat down. The kids were there, and, and so I was like, okay, well, we'll sit, and I'll, I'll have my cupcake. So I ate my cupcake, and I'm like, I'll save the other one. And, and it's not, like, filling. I mean, they're awesome. And I got done with the first cupcake and was like, yeah, I'll save that for, mm, I'll look at it now. I will smell it now. And then I ate the second cupcake. If you've never done that, good for you. I ate the second one, and I know some of you, you're not going to believe me. You're going to think I'm exaggerating. The world started spinning. Like, if, you, if you've never had, like, an overload of sugar, I don't know what crack cocaine they put in these things. <laughs> but I'm telling you, after the second one, my body started raising its hand and saying, we are now about to fight against you. And if you've never had like that sugar overload, that sugar like, oh my goodness, this was a major mistake. Oh no, it's no longer good. It's now a horrific experience. Then I hope you'll never have that. But, but that's what happened. And I had this horrific, and I've learned my lesson. If you ever like, does David learn his lessons? Oh, I did. I never eat more than one cupcake each day. Okay. <laughs> Less is more is a principle that I, I would contend the majority of us agree with. You're like, yeah, that's right, David. Maybe your grandpa or grandma taught you. Maybe you've read a quote somewhere online. Like, yep, less is more. And it seems like, well, okay, that, I wonder who said that. 
Well, I would tell you that God taught this principle. In fact, it's all throughout the Bible, this powerful principle that less is more. And if you want a life that has impact in the lives of other people, if you want to be the best parent that you should be, the best spouse that you want to be, the best employee boss that you want to be, the best friend that you ought to be, if you want to be the best person that you know that you can be, you have to deal with the less is more principle. Because if you don't get it, then you will miss opportunity after opportunity of living a significant life. Now, like I told you, God brought this up first. He brought up all the good stuff. Let me show you something in Ecclesiastes. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Now, I know for some of us, come on, that's a little too poetic for us. You're like, that sounds, if I knew what that meant, that's probably good. So, so that's why I think the cupcakes relate to this. Let me help you understand what the Bible's teaching us. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls of cupcakes that will make you lose your mind. <laughs> See, you get it with cupcakes. See, this verse is awesome. Sometimes we read through it and we're like, that sounds neat, but we don't fully get it. Better is one handful, one handful than two handfuls. Better is one handful of what you should have in your life than two handfuls that brings in all of this pain, worry, anxiety. Just make a list, right, of all this stuff. And I would say the majority of us would be like, David, I got two handfuls that I'm trying to manage. I'm trying to, in fact, you might have justifiable things where you're like, you know what, these are all good things and I, these are necessary things. Some of you say, I didn't get to choose all the things that I'm responsible for. But then you got to mess with a verse like this that says, better is one handful. If you're not fully getting this power, let, let me, I boil it down. Let, so let me show you. Grab less of what doesn't matter so you can have what does matter. And for many of us, we're like, yeah, that sounds like something I should do. I wonder when I'm going to do it. Because the majority of us are just holding on to too much. A statement like grab less of what doesn't matter makes you and I have to deal with a question, what matters? <laughs> it forces us into a conversation that I don't know if you've thought about this, I hope that you have, is what actually matters in life. I mean, I don't know how long you're going to live, I don't know how long I'm going to live. You know, I eat too many cupcakes, it's not going to be very long. But I'm just telling you, I don't, we don't know how long we're going to live, but let's pretend like you and I are getting at least 75, 80 years. What are you going to do in your life that, that matters? What fully matters. So I did what anyone shouldn't do. I went online and asked people. Now, I, I posted, I, and if you, I, many of you saw this, and, and I, I've said, what, what, what matters? If you, if, if you made a list, let's say top three, top five, of the things that matter the most to you, and I just put it out there, and I, and I actually wasn't surprised by the answers, because it's very public. And most people responded, here's my list. Uh, God matters. My, my family matters. My spouse matters. People put self-worth matters. Helping people matters. They were also like, yeah, yeah, I love, I love South Dakotans, yes. And we, there was this good answers that I didn't disagree with. When I ask you what matters, come on, most of us would make the same top five list. I know that many, some of you lost, you lost hope in humanity, but I'm telling you, most of us would make the same list. In fact, if you turn it upside down 
And you can test me on this. Go, go check out the answers, the comments. I haven't erased them, nothing. It's there. What wasn't put there? No one put, oh, well, my retirement plan matters the most to me. No one put on there that their motorcycle mattered the most. And that was, that was my number six. But, but no one put that. No one put their car. No one put anything that you and I think shouldn't be there, right? They put the answers that you and I expect. And what I find fascinating is that majority of us would say, here's what matters and we'd be right. But watch, the majority of us are not living that way. <laughs> and I, I'm in that. I'm not saying you, us. The majority of us would say family matters and friends matter and helping people matters and, and God matters. And, but then if, if we got an assessment, an audit of our own life, we'd be like, mm, don't look at that. Because what we spend most of our time and most of our money on and most of our energy on, like, that doesn't actually matter. And it'll mess with us because those kinds of things can stir up truth. And I don't know if you're willing to deal with truth. I hope that you are. But let me take you back to Ecclesiastes 4, 6. Better one handful. If, if, better what matters than a bunch of stuff that doesn't. Better one handful with tranquility, peace. Don't raise your hand, but I wonder if I had a dose of peace. If I'm like, mm, please, may I have <laughs> Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil, stress, pain, anxiety, and chasing after the wind. Let me examine. Better is one handful of the things that matter so that you can have margin. <laughs> no, I know the danger of me saying margin. You're like, margin, where is that, David? Some of you are reflecting, oh, college. Some of you are like, oh, when I was eight. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about margin. Most of us would say we don't have any. Like, what margin time do you have in your life? Like, I've never heard of such a thing. Margin time, the extra stuff. You remember when you wrote papers on paper and there was that margin on the top and the side and, and you remember that margin like, oh, extra margin. See, margin is something that we've got to press into because if less is more, but you're like, I can't do that, that means that you don't think you have any margin. That means you've had these thoughts. Maybe you've even said them, David, I don't have any extra time. David, I don't have any extra money. David, I don't have anything extra. <laughs> Let me show you a statement that I think that helps. The meaning you want requires the margin you lack. And if you are right now in a posture with life saying, I don't have any margin, I don't have any extra anything, I'm going to tell you, though, the meaning that you want the mission that you want to live out in life, the dreams that you have in your head, in your heart, the stuff that you say, I want my life to matter. But if you have no margin, you won't get there. So we've got to have this conversation where it's like, how, how do I get some margin? How do I get to this place that, that it's, it's a life where I get to invest in the good things in life? I get to be a part of people's lives that when someone says, hey, can you help me? You can say, yes, I can. Let me show you. Simplicity creates margin. And you and I are not as simple as we think we are. 
simplicity. Just for a second, reflect back on whatever moment you would have called the simple time in your life. Simplicity creates margin. However, when you and I get a job, we get married, we get kids, we get problems, we get issues, and simplicity and margin both go somewhere that we forgot. But if you want to live the life that you are destined to, the life that you're supposed to live, the life that God designed for you, the Bible says the full life, you need to find margin. And I would tell you the only way to discover that is to simplify. Now, some of you are argumentative in your heads, and I get it. Uh, I'll win that debate, but don't worry about it. But simplicity is the conversation that we need to go at. So let me, let me begin to teach you how, if you're open to it, this whole less is more lifestyle kind of thing. Some of us need to cut back to get to that margin. Now, some of you are like calling me a communist right now in your heads. You're like, David, we are Americans. We do not cut back. Uh, we acquire everything that we can acquire. Uh, if the bank says we can borrow that, we borrow that. And if we can spend it, we spend it. And I know it sounds a bit odd, but I'm telling you, less is more than you and I have to cut back. We actually have to get into a thing where maybe even though you can have it, you don't. <laughs> See, this brings me into the conversations I've had with my grandma. My grandma lived through the Great Depression. And the conversations with her, oh, they're fun. Not, not as much for her, because she's got to reflect back to some seasons that she didn't care for. But can, if you haven't had these conversations about the Great Depression, like outside of the history books, but you've gotten into someone who lived through the Great Depression, let me tell you something about the era of the Great Depression. Did you know that closets were smaller then? Some of you are like, how did they live? Their closets were actually smaller. When houses were built back then or before, the closets were smaller. Like, did they, were they naked some of the days? No. They just didn't have as many clothes as you and I have. I'm not going to out anybody, but my guess is the majority of us have more clothes than we need. I'm not saying that's a horrible, bad thing, but it gives evidence to you and I that many, we don't cut back. See, see I'm going to ask you something. What if you were to consider taking some of the expenses that you and I have every month and made them into investments in people. See, there's things that we and I, we have, we have these things where we acquire, we, we go after stuff, and if you talk to someone from the Great Depression, you start to feel <clears throat> a little entitled. <laughs> they didn't eat out all the time. They didn't go all over the place. They didn't overspend. They, they had what they had. But you and I don't. We live in a different culture, and we've begun to be okay with it. Do you know now it's become normal? Oh, this, this will be the last time I see some of you. <clears throat> um, do you know that it's normal for people to have a three-car garage, but the inability to park the cars in the garage? <laughs> do you need a second with that? Their cars are not parked out there because they're in the mood to. It's they can't fit it. And I know I'm not telling you that you're evil or so. For those of you like, oh, no, I'm not saying you're evil or bad, but it's weird. <laughs> See, you and I, we don't cut back. You know, there's folks who aren't able to help a friend out financially, but their cable bill per month is over 100 bucks. You're like, but if we don't have cable, how will we eat? They're not linked. 
okay? They're not linked. I know we're... Do you know now it's standard? And this is where I definitely will lose some of you. You know, now it's standard that people are now leasing their cell phones and spending two years to pay that bad boy off. And I'm telling you, it's become normal. All I want you to see is it's very normal to not cut back. And I want to be a bit of a voice of reason in this. If you want to have the impact in this life that you want, if you want a friend to be able to come to you and say, hey, can you help us out at our house? Can you have a conversation with us? Can we have some support? And you don't have the time or the money or the ability to press into their lives, you know that perhaps a way to get to that is to simply cut back. I remember some of the most powerful moments in my family's life is when we couldn't afford anything, so we had to force into moments where Katie and I's first anniversary was in our kitchen. Turned the lights off, lit the candles from our wedding, got the cake out that we had frozen. That was disgusting. That <laughs> is a horrible tradition. But Katie will tell you and I will tell you. We have yet to match that anniversary celebration. And we didn't have a lot of the things that I want. If you don't cut back, you will miss opportunities God has in store for you. But many of us are just acquiring, acquiring. Let me show you something Jesus said. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. would like for you to consider the idea that perhaps some of the wants that you have in your head are robbing you of giving to the needs of some others in their life. Less is more people. Those are the kind of people that have a significant impact on this world. Okay, we'll, we'll move on for those of you who are like, just get over. Okay, less is more. Some of you need to clear out. It's not, you're like, David, I can't cut back anymore. Like, you are bare bones and you got nothing. Some of us need to clear out. We have acquired so much that all we do is maintain what we have. And it's taking all your extra time. You're like, I can't help that person. I can't do that. I can't serve at that. I can't give to this because I got to maintain all of this stuff. And some of us just need to clear out some stuff. It's crazy. I got to, let me be very vulnerable with you. This, this is so embarrassing. I thought my family, I thought Katie and I and the kids, I thought we lived a pretty lean life, simple life, like we didn't have a whole lot. Well, then it came time that we needed to sell our house. And the realtor was like, hey, you might want to clear some of this out. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I can't clear it out. Garage is full. That's how we do it in South Dakota. <laughs> and I joke, you know, I had to go rent a storage unit put some of our stuff in a storage unit so we could sell the house. Now, here's the painful part. We sold the house, moved into the other house, went back to the storage unit, and I threw away 80% of it. I'm not sure you and I are fully honest with ourselves. I know I have that struggle. Another time, uh, Katie looked in the closet one time. She's like, hey, 
we need to have a serious conversation. I was like, I'm all about serious conversations. This is a great marriage. Let's do this. She said, I need you to get rid of some of your T-shirts. I was like, mm, this is marriage. is not going to work. <laughs> you have no idea what you just told me, sweetie. See, if you don't know guys, uh, and I know this is sexist, but I'm just going to tell you, we keep our shirts because there's memories, okay? And I had a T-shirt for every camp, every, everything I'd ever experienced, there's a T-shirt for it. And I had them, and I, and I, I was going to make a blanket out of that someday down the road, and everyone was like, you can make something. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. It never was going to happen. It's never going to happen. And after, and I joke you not, after the third storage tub full of T-shirts, Katie's like, um, you need to get rid of some of this. I'm like, okay, because I love you. And I haven't missed the T-shirt since then. <laughs> Perhaps you've got some things in in your house, your, your life, that you're having to spend all this time moving around, maintaining it, all these toys, whatever it is for you. I'm going to tell you, some of us, if you were to clear it out and not have to invest all the energy and the time and all that into that, you could actually do some good in this world. Now, I know some of you, that means I'm, I'm messing with some of your, your ATVs. I'm messing with some of your like 17,000 cars. I'm messing with, I know I'm messing. I know I'm messing. Ecclesiastes 4.6. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. See, right now, the good majority of us have this. It's called unnecessary choices. They're choices that every single day you face that you shouldn't have to face. It's causing stress and anxiety. It's causing a drain in your bank account. And you're like, but I got to have this. I'm going to use this one time this year. Or I'm going I'm to do this. Or I'm saving this up. for. And I'm telling you, if you want to have the full impact, if the less is more principle is something that you agree with and you take the Bible, you're like, yes, I want to have this hand, just this handful, so I can do whatever God asked me to do with this hand. I want that kind of life. Then you've got to process what unnecessary choices do you have in your life. And that will lead you into what? a world of making tough decisions, but also will take you to a place that you can have the impact God designed. Here's one last one. You may really hate this one. Uh, you might have to pay some stuff off. Now, I know you're like, do people do that? <laughs> like, that's a real thing, David? Yeah, that's a real thing. Do you you got to think about What's more stressful to you? $1,000 a year spending fixing that car or $500 a month to a bank that doesn't care about you. Now, I know, I know it's normal to have car payments and things like that. And again, I'm not telling you that you're sinful or bad and God's going to send lightning. No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying less is more. That's what I'm telling you. Less is more. And for many of us, that means we got to pay some stuff off. Instead of acquiring more, we got to pay it off and, and put our attention on that. I know this is a hard conversation. I know this is like, man, I wish they told us earlier this is what this is about. And I, but I'm telling you, it, there's so much peace in not having debt. There's so much peace in not having to maintain everything in the world. Like there's a quote that I think is brilliant. No one knows who said it. It's just from the author unknown, whoever that is. But uh, the richest person is not the one who has the most, but the one who needs the least. The one who needs the least. This got me. I want to be someone who needs the least. And I'm not very good at it. 
I'm telling you, every time Apple comes out with a new phone, I'm like, yes, please. I, I have a problem. I'm telling you, that's why I can't drive through car lots. I just can't. I'm telling you, this is a tough battle I think a lot of us deal with. But when you press it, the one who needs the least, what would our world look like if we lived this way? Where you need the least. Every time, it messes with me. Every time I go to Africa, and I'm on, in my nice Toyota that they've all rented for us, and we're rolling up, and there's people with the only outfit that they own. They hardly have any food. They're searching for clean water anywhere. And they are not crying when we show up. They are not sad. They are far more joyful than you and I are. And every time it messes with me. I want to need the least. That's what I want to rate. I want my kids to live that way. Because if you need less, you can give and invest in other people more. Better one handful so that you have margin for God to do miracles. Ecclesiastes 4.6. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. I think you've caught my drift that I'm only giving you one verse on purpose. Less is more. If you'll take these kinds of truths, you can have one handful of your core responsibilities and time with your spouse. Better is one hand so that you can spend that time with your kids that you need to. Better is one hand, not overcomplicating life, basic responsibilities so that you can serve that person who comes across you that needs need, has something in their life, whether it's time or even money, whatever. See, God knew that you and I would be tempted to take two. But you need to know he wasn't being mean about this. He knew that the full life was just one so that he could do incredible things. If you've never seen a miracle of God, I dare you to try to be a less is more kind of person. And I can attest that Katie and I have seen so many miracles when we have that hand free to do whatever God asks us to do. You do know that this relates to us as a church. We don't do everything that a church can do. Upset some of you. You wish that we did certain things during the week and you wish that we did this and you wish that every missionary that we knew in the world we could support. You wish that every country we could be in, you wish that we would start certain things and end certain things. And there's, like we, there's a lot that we could do. If you and I put together a list, oh, come on. But we don't do everything because we believe in the principle, less is more. 
It applies to a church. It applies to a business. It applies to a marriage. It applies to raising kids and it applies just to how we live our lives. I hope that you'll take this powerful scripture, less is more. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for gathering us. Thank you for the privilege to be in a place where we can freely assemble and open up a simple verse. God, I pray for those who are willing to take this conversation home. God, give them power. Give them wisdom on how to do it. Give them courage to do it. God, I pray for those who aren't yet willing. Please give them grace. Pursue them and help them see the value of a hand available to do whatever you ask us to do. God, we love you. And we thank you for letting us have access to you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.